All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Wednesday, November 22nd. F it, it's a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, gobble, gobble. It's time to do a preview for Thanksgiving weekend, and we're going to tell you which of these new releases are going to be box office turkeys and box office steaks. Because, yes, steak is better than turkey, I would say. So, right? I, I, I listen, a nice bloody steak. Yeah. So there we go. We're going to find out which of these new releases are going to fly at the box office on Thanksgiving weekend. We got two big releases, a Disney cartoon, and we got a Ridley Scott historical epic. So I think let's start with the tune. You know, let's start with the family film, Disney's new animated film, Wish. Now, Clayton, a year ago, what movie? From Disney, we're re-previewing for Thanksgiving weekend. Do you remember? Oh, I remember. It was Strange World. Wow. And I remember making a prediction that came true. That it would be an all-time catastrophe. And it was. It was an all-time catastrophe. Yeah, it opened to under 20 for the five-day, right? Didn't Strange World open to like 18.5? five for a five day total i mean just a you nailed it that that was an all-time disaster and i now listen the word on wish is not great right that the critical reception for this movie is in the 50s percentage on rotten tomato and we're not critics huh? huh but i mean you you go back a few years ago and these disney movies were pretty much universally getting great reviews you know you'd get a frozen two i guess a sequel that didn't get as well reviewed as the year but disney was making what most people thought were good films Mm -hmm. and that is not the case anymore with their animated films wishes is is in the 50s the tracking is not great but all that said do you see another strange world level disaster with this movie no pat strange world uh, you know it opened the weekend was 12 and it only made three, uh, $37 million domestically. Oh my I God. I don't see oh wish God. doing that. I think wish probably makes more than the whole run of that movie in its five day. Wow. Okay. So you're, you are thinking that wish could do high thirties or 40 in the five day. Now I I do agree. Wish has so much more going forth than strange world. I mean, we said it last year, the big problem with strange world is that it was boy focused. It's a Mm -hmm. Disney movie with a boy lead and Disney kid audience doesn't want that. And it was junk sci-fi. The, the thing that has just failed time and time again for Disney, your, what is it, Treasure Planet type films. Well, it's that old school pulpy sort of retro yeah. thing that never works in, even in live action, truly. No, no, no one wanted that. So Wish is a more traditional Disney cartoon. It's got female lead. Is she a princess? She's princess adjacent. And she's out there doing magic. It is not science fiction. It is fairy tale fantasy. So 
the the genre is definitely more on point. Mm-hmm. Now, I just watched this trailer again before we went on air. It just looks low rent. I mean, yes. you put this up against something like a Moana, mm-hmm. something like a Frozen, the the big Disney films. I mean, something like Tangled, and mm-hmm. and Wish just looks so much cheaper. It looks so much more small scale. The music, there's nothing in the trailer that feels like a let it go, you know, or, yeah. or uh, uh, how far we'll go, you know, a, a Moana song. There's nothing in this trailer that feels spectacular. And I'm not hearing any buzz about a splashy composer mm-hmm. doing any of the songs. No, I mean, no. At least with Encanto, you had um Miranda doing it. Comma Lynn Manuel. Lynn Manuel, Miranda doing it. Not mm-hmm. Miranda from Sex in the City. Although right. although it would I'd be go something different. A, uh, it'd be something different. I'd yeah. go see that movie, definitely. Yeah. And I'm not and even a fan of the Sex in the City or its subsequent sequel. No, but if a Disney film was promoting itself as having a score composed by a fictional character from a 90s HBO sex comedy, it it's it that goes on the poster. That's something Could, to get you in. Couldn't um, get there any faster. And uh so you don't have that. Uh, the one positive that I've heard is that, you know, and I haven't been watching these Disney films because uh, I'm an adult and I'm childless. So there's no reason mm-hmm. for me to watch animation, but there's an actual villain in this one. And that's something okay. that people are saying was lacking in Disney films was yes. a villain And Chris Pine. The only star of note really in this voice cast. Well, it has is... Ariana DeBois who won an Oscar a couple. Oh, of years ago, I guess so you're right. I guess you're right. Um, I guess you're right. So she would, she would basic, she would be a star. Yeah. And so you got Chris Pine, but he's playing a villain. He's playing a straight up villain, which I think yep. is something that also will drive sort of, you know, the old school Disney heads back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I look at it, the poster, you've got his character, you know, uh, a devilishly looking above what, what looks like a, a, a snow globe or a magic crystal ball and his hands are green. So yeah, there there's something there and he, and, and there's a female character who's fighting this villain and, and granting wishes watching the trailer. Something that seems lacking is the talking animal sidekick. Um, there doesn't seem to be a, a snowman from frozen for instance. Well, there's and just there- a rip off thumper. That rabbit is like Thumper without the yeah. big feet. Yeah. Yeah. And the voice is Alan, Alan Tudyk. I know that's someone who we probably are supposed to know who that is. He's from, he was in Firefly and some other stuff. Oh boy. Yeah. So, yeah. so a total non He was in Dale in, what was that horror movie where the, the fraternity bros think they're being killed by the rednecks and they end up killing themselves. Oh, okay. Dale and whatever, you know, you remember fight that horror evil. Movie, right? fight? Yeah. yeah, something like that. I know they fight evil. Yeah, Tucker I, I and remember. Dale. Is that what it was? Tucker called? and Dale fight evil. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, there's there's not a Josh Gad. I guess Josh Gad was a bit too busy to play the the funny animal sidekick and wish. Yeah, it's oh, he's on it, Broadway, my friend. 
he's on Broadway. That's right. Um, it's for sure going to be a big improvement on Strange World. This doesn't seem like it's going to be some kind of return to form for Disney animation. Well, you know? we haven't talked about this, but okay. this is a hundred years of Disney. This wow. year was their anniversary year. A hundred years. So a hundred years since Steamboat Willie. Is that how they count the, the start of it? I don't think I no. I think he was 10 years into it. I think they're starting from when he actually started Disney, when Walt actually started Disney. Okay. So just like the filing of the, the paperwork, the paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so this has been a terrible year for them in all aspects, yes. but like animation is their bread and butter. And should be the thing that they focused the most on when it came to this anniversary, you would think. Well, they and did they have elementals. Did they did have elementals, which of course opened it's very poorly. Elemental. Element. There's one elemental. I keep and I keep jumping ahead to the sequel, which will be called Elementals. There's multiple. There's multiple Eternals, is what you're thinking. There's of. multiple Eternals. There's only one elemental, but. Mm -hmm. That at least, and I know you're very anti when I say this and talk about how it legged out. Obviously, it started from a low place. But I do think Elemental washed a little bit of the stink off of Disney animation. I know that's Pixar, but at this point, they're all sort of mixed together. That you had had coming off of Strange World and and light year the year before like elemental mm -hmm. at least let people say oh these disney cartoons could be okay and there's some good box office news coming out of it i think at best wish seems like it's poised to just continue that but this is not gonna this is not gonna be the look made in 1989 where disney's mm -hmm. in a big slump and then that movie comes out and completely changes the the whole company and the perception of them for a decade like wish it does not seem like it will be that yeah i mean and that's the thing that's why it's sort of difficult to talk about this movie because we think it's just going to do mediocre so yeah. the story is not going to be another stinker by disney it's going to no. be a holding pattern until they can really find what their new thing is and well, what their next step is when it comes to capturing the zeitgeist again, which they well, have not done. You know, we, we fall into this trap. We fell into it. And we just talked about on our last episode. Mantra of the show is the rats need their cheese. Kids need their movies. It's a holiday weekend. Are we underestimating this? You know, trolls band together just made $30 million in a three-day weekend last weekend. You know, could wish bust out holiday weekend. Kids want to go see something. Disney is plastering this all over the place. Like we're not seeing all the ads for it, but I'm sure if you're watching Freeform, watching Disney XD, you know, Disney YouTube channel, whatever, you're getting ads for this wish movie constantly. Could this bust out and make $50 million? Because that's what Disney uh, well, movies used to do no, over a five-day Thanksgiving. Are you, yeah, it can, but $50 yeah. million is not a runaway success. That's mediocre for a Disney animated film. 
I, I, I'll say it. If this thing does 50 for a five day weekend, I think that's a pretty positive story at this point. And obviously the budget is what the budget is. 200 million. It's 200 million. All these budgets have to come down. And part of it is, you know, we're still getting movies that are coming out in COVID budgets. And the next two years, we're probably going to have movies that come out because they, they started before the strike and they kept going after the strike. And those budgets are going to be out of control because they're restarting production. But forget the budget for now. Just look at like, a movie being a success or not. I do think if this opens to a $50 million five day, that is a, it, it'll be one of the biggest animated openings we've had post pandemic. It would be one of the biggest original animated openings we've had. So I, I think, I think there's a story there. If it gets to a number like that, if this opens to like, 34 in the three day and 42 in the five day, then yeah, there's not a huge story here. I mean, box office pro is going 56 for the five day. And for you, that would be a success. I I think so. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, Uh, I think the expectations for Disney, maybe strange world skewed it so much that uh, that's where I'm at. They have to be lowered. And I think that then is, successful because it's not a disaster mm-hmm. which is difficult you know because i think like i said unless this thing really craters in a terrible way because even after the marvels right i mean this thing's going to open bigger than the marvels it yes. will i mean it will okay it will, it will. so okay. and whether that's the three day or the five day right it's going to open bigger than 40, 46 mm-hmm. or 45 or whatever. No, 46, which is what it ended up being. Um, so again, that's more going to be how terrible Marvel's did and not how spectacular this did. Yeah. Um, so something of note, you know, the critical reviews have been pretty bad on this and we're not critics, huh? huh? But Scott Mendelson the box office daddy, the icon in this industry. He is also a movie critic. Mm -hmm. So he is a movie critic, huh? And Scott said on Twitter, this is Disney's worst animated film since 2005's Chicken Little. Clayton, have you Mm. ever seen the Chicken Little film? No. No. I was again an adult. That movie opened in November to $40 million. So even a derided film, a film that Scott Mendelson went out of his way to put down on social media 18 years after its release, that opens to 40 million. I mean, it again, the rats need their cheese. And that obviously was not a big spectacular opening back then. But, but listen, as much as Chicken Little might not have the highest Q score. Chicken Little, ha- Little has a higher Q score than this Wish character. Well, it's, a, it's an attempt at making a new character. You know, okay. Frozen, uh, Anna had no Q score pre-Frozen. You know, Moana yeah. had no Q score pre the Moana movie. Mm-hmm. And Wish Lady has no Q score until, you know, next Monday, I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, and we'll give our numbers at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to ne- Napoleon? I do. I do. So are yeah. you looking forward, Clayton, to Ridley Scott's Napoleon? To take your box office hat off, not the actual one that says box office that you're wearing in real life, just your figurative mm-hmm. box office prognosticator hat. Just as a human being, do you look forward to seeing this Napoleon movie, Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, uh, really. Scott really enjoyed the last duel. Okay, uh, I thought that was a really great underrated movie, and I enjoyed that. I'm hearing word that this Joaquin Phoenix performance is Napoleon. He is going for it. Wow, this is equivalent to his performance in Gladiator in making somebody a simpering, you know, powerful yet inept mm. tool bag mm-hmm. and i'm happy to see him back squarely in his wheelhouse yeah and joaquin is great when he simpers you yeah. know joker simpered his joker oh, yeah. was a simperer um it is it is a big movie mm-hmm. it's a sweeping movie yeah i mean you've got vanessa kirby who i really enjoy yeah She's not a butts in the seats actor at this point, but she definitely has the name recognition. And there are people who are intrigued and enjoy seeing her on screen. Yep. And I personally think that I will see this in the theater and enjoy it. Wow. Uh, so what is does, your take? Does the runtime uh, affect you in any way? Because you you Run- you have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon in theater. No, right? no, you I haven't. But, but, but runtime doesn't. It does not. I mean, I think everything should be an hour and a half. Right. And once you get over an hour and a half, it's already too long. So you could go for three hours. It's still going to be too long for me if it was an hour and 36 minutes. So if you're if we're arguing about runtime, there's no difference for, for me. If it doesn't stop at 90 minutes, then it's already too long. It's all the same. 92 minutes is the same as three and a half hours because yes. it's not, it's not 90 minutes because you should have been able to tell your story in 90 minutes. I right, believe, right, right. In a movie. So, so I don't get deterred by it. And frankly, I only look at run times when it comes to box office in the sense of, is that going to deter a regular audience member and how many showings can a movie have mm-hmm. in comparison to a shorter film? But when I'm, buying my ticket. If I want to see a movie, I want to see a movie. Yeah. So, okay. You're looking forward to this. I will say I, I would, I would enjoy seeing this Mm -hmm. if the opportunity presents itself at the moment. It doesn't feel to me like a go out of my way to schedule this, but I could, I could very much envision a future envision a scenario in which I am seeing this Napoleon movie in theaters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a great particular personal fondness for historical epics mm-hmm. uh, or, or for history in general. I'm, yeah. I, I am kind of a pre the Beatles. I'm not a huge on, on, on history. Yeah. You know, like if, if the Beatles don't exist, that feels too far in the past for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and as far as I know, Napoleon's, you know, he's pre uh, 60s, mm-hmm. 1960s. So that's pretty long ago. 
Um, I yeah, but but I I I I do I really did like the last duel, and obviously that was in the past, and it was pre-Beatles, so you know I mm-hmm. did enjoy that. I liked House of Gucci, so I I I personally would want to see this. I I do wonder if this is going to be a dad play. You know, I oh think- yeah. I mean, I think this is the one that, you know, when I was talking about Killers of the Flower Moon, I was hoping the History Channel dads would come out for. And you said that Napoleon is more likely to be the History Dad movie because they will watch any old boring shit. Yes. And I think Napoleon is somebody they're interested in. And I do think that you're going to get the dads, but can the dads get the family out for this? Yeah, it's Thanksgiving, a family tell. And there's the football. I mean, there is football, Pat, on Thursday, of course. Yeah. Turkey Day, gobble gobble, yeah. football, all part of it. Of course, there there's a, a Lions game for whatever reason. They'll well, they're great the this year, Pat. But still, it's Detroit. Hear that roar? That's coming from Detroit. Now, Friday. There is a Black Friday NFL game pack. Ah, this is big. Then you got Saturday. That is college football. Yep. Then you got Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. That's football. That is the right. NFL so where will where game. will the dads take that? You know, three and a half hour break to to go see this movie. That is the thing. I mean, that's almost a whole football game. You and you can't gamble on whether or not Napoleon wins at Waterloo. He was at Waterloo, right? He was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. John Lennon wasn't at Waterloo, so, you know, Waterloo doesn't really mean anything to me. No. I will say, though, I think we're talking about different dads there, especially with the gambling, because I do think that the History Channel dads who are going to have an interest in Napoleon are not the same dads who are gambling addicts who have to see the Black Friday NFL game. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think the History Channel dads, they love their Sunday football. If their team is playing on Thursday, you know, if they're a Cowboys fan or, or Lions fan and the team is playing Thursday. But I do think the History Channel dads are the dads who want a break from sports yeah. because they're learned. You know, they want to know about Hitler and Napoleon and Enzo Ferrari and all these pivotal historical figures, Jesus, of course they, you know, they want to know about Jesus. So I do think the Napoleon history channel dads will go to a movie theater this weekend, even though there's wall to wall sports. Okay. You know, the, the gambling addict dads, they, 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 don't care about the history channel anyway. That just gets in the way of getting to ESPN two, which is where they find all the scores because they don't know it's just on their phones. And they probably have plenty of time uh, because they are not going to be seeing their family that they ruined. Exactly. Uh, they're going to be in their apartments eating hungry man. Yes. From a yes. microwave and being like, you know what? I couldn't afford heat. So maybe I'll go see this Napoleon movie. Yeah, so you might get the gambling addict dads. Yeah, the hit. The, I think the bigger hindrance, like you said, to the History Channel dads seeing Napoleon, is whether they could get their a get their families to go with them. Yeah, or b 
get that time to sneak away with their neighbor buddy mm-hmm. to go see it or by themselves let's be honest these dads don't they want to go and sit in a dark room by themselves and watch something that could have been on the history channel but truly pat as men uh isn't that always in a top five thing we could do is just sit in a dark room yes it's great of staring course. at the wall yeah and the older we get the darker we we're going to want those rooms to be Absolutely. yeah so i i think that you know, the thing is, it's a tougher sell as a family film compared to something like, listen, we started this show in the fall of 2019 and Ford v. Ferrari was a hit in that fall, you know, made mm-hmm. over a hundred million dollars domestic. That was very much a dad film. Yeah. And it, I would say a history channel dad film because Ferrari is someone who I'm sure there's, you know, an eight part docuseries on. And that, though, was an easier sell to get mm -hmm. the families out because you had, you know, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, super recognizable stars to everyone. They -hmm. were playing like nice guys. Yes. You know, they they weren't playing a-holes. They were playing Mm -hmm. like just competitive, nice guys. And, And it was a promise of fun. I don't yeah. know if Napoleon necessarily promises a fun family time. Well, speaking of simpering, Matt Damon played a simpering knight in The Last Duel, and that movie tanked. And now, and again, different tanked. times because it was COVID-ish times. But still, yeah. maybe the dads don't want to see a simperer. They want to uh, see yeah. an emperor, not a simperer. Well, okay. Here, think back mm-hmm. to one of the most famous and great dads of all time, Tony Soprano. Yeah. He was a big Napoleon guy. Yes. He was a big Napoleon guy. He, he had the, uh, didn't he have the, the painting of Napoleon or someone made a painting of, of him looking like Napoleon. I feel like there was a Sopranos episode that was, uh, uh, Napoleon adjacent. Um, I believe there was a, a painting of Tony with the horse Piomine. Yes. And he looked and like Napoleon, right? No. Um, then he didn't want it after the horse got burned up and he gave the painting to Polly Walnuts who had it repainted as a Napoleon type standing next to a horse. Oh, okay. So, so, so am I then incorrect that Tony Soprano never really talked glowingly about Napoleon? Is this, is this a, uh, well, Napoleon's an Italian guy, right? Napoleon's French. He's French. Oh, okay. Well then, no, he is. No, he's yeah, but he's a famous general. Yeah. That's why Tony Soprano. It's a listeners. If you remember, this episode clarify for us what was the relationship between Tony Soprano and Napoleon Bonaparte? Email us the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, I am sure hey. that wanna be old boys, wanna be old girls, wanna be old people. People, especially the stoolies and the minifans fans who listen to the show. A lot of them are probably screaming at their boom boxes where they listen to the BO boys and saying they're they're screaming the plot of this episode that I'm misremembering. And you know what? Don't good for you. Good for you. Don't don't get on us for talking about TV, right? Because it's not TV. It's HBO. Exactly. Um, so 
all to say there was some Napoleon content on The Sopranos, which again lends to it's a very dad IP, this Napoleon. Now, the thing is, you're right, simpering Napoleon is that what the dads wanted? Did the dads want conqueror Napoleon, you know, cocksure Napoleon? Napoleon going around dominating, given to Double Bird as he conquers Europe. Like, is that the Napoleon that the History Channel dads are going to want mm-hmm. this weekend? Which, you know, the thing is, the 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 trailers for this movie, I don't think, give away too much of the simpering. I think no. they, they do try and push, this is the Napoleon that the dads grew up on. So mm-hmm. I think that will help the box office opening weekend. Yeah, but I mean, there is a ceiling for this, you know, I mean, when you're talking Killers of the Flower Moon, because this again, this is an Apple TV movie. So they're going full on theatrical for this one and and Killers. And there could be people who don't go see this movie because they had no interest in Killers. Yeah, I don't think people are making that connection that it's like I didn't see Killers of Flower Moon, so I'm not going to see Napoleon because they're both Apple TV Plus original movies. I don't don't think Mm -hmm. that's happening. Um, And I do think Napoleon is definitely a broader audience play than Killers was because the bad stuff that Napoleon is doing happened even further into the past and further way, away from way the Beatles. Yeah. Way. Yes. It's like Beatles. Then there's the stuff that killers of flower moon did. And then further past that is Napoleon. Napoleon's mm-hmm. so far away from the Beatles. Yeah. And so I think the modern audiences are not going to be as upset to see Napoleon do his stuff as they were to see like, Leo and De Niro do their stuff because Leo and De Niro were doing their stuff much closer to the Beatles time. Now, Pat, before we give our numbers here Mm -hmm. of these holdovers. Yes. Which includes the holdovers. Yep. I'm going to name these films and you tell me which one you think is going to have the most families going to see it. Oh, okay. Okay. I like this. In your estimation. Okay. And I'm just going to name them all, even though we know one of them, probably there's not going to be a lot of people seeing it. The number one movie last weekend, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Okay. Trolls Band Together. Thanksgiving. The Marvels. Or... The holdovers. Which one of these do you think is going to get that Thanksgiving giving family bump? Um, okay, so right off the bat, Thanksgiving, the film will get no Thanksgiving family bump. Yeah. I think the Marvels gets no Thanksgiving family bump. That movie mm-hmm. is as DOA as it gets. Yeah. Uh, I think uh that's the kind of thing that gets a a parents will get the most side eye and most disdain from their teenage children. If they were to say, why don't we go see the Marvels? That Mm. is full kid. Just like says nothing, slams their plate on the, on the table, gets up, walks away. Dad is screaming, get over here. And you know, Mm -hmm. the kid 
just huffs and puffs, slams the door behind him. That's what happens yeah. if a parent says, let's go see the Marvels. Um, trolls band together, obviously, is a different type of family. Like, if you're a family with little kids, that's mm-hmm. the movie that gets the bump. But it was Holdovers, and what was the other one you said? Hunger Games? Hunger Games. I, you know... Hunger Games is going to make more money this weekend than the Holdovers. Bigger movies, mm-hmm. still playing in more theaters, all that. I mean, Holdovers, this is a big weekend for that Holdover. Yeah. I think that's going to get a big family bump this weekend. That That is really everything you're hearing about the screenings of that movie. People love the Holdovers. I mm. loved it. And it is such an easy watch for families of any age. And I I think that movie, it's getting more screens this weekend. It's going to be in it. Will it be in over 2000 screens? No, I believe it's going to be in 15 In 1500. It's going to get a bump. I mean, that is such a great choice, especially for families that have, you know, I think 12 and up children. And when you start bringing in in-laws and grandparents, that that's the movie that's going to get the family holiday bump. I mean, currently it's on the docket for us, even though you've already seen it, right? Yes. That's going to be the family movie we see over Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Because that, of that course the Beale boys will be spending Thanksgiving together with yes. my wife and my in-laws perfectly normal thing to do yeah and i think that's the choice and i think even if napoleon gets floated if more people say holdo i think more people will say holdovers yeah holdovers are gonna hurt yeah it probably hurts napoleon a little bit because holdovers is a dad movie it, you know yeah. it's holdovers a throwback is- to those 70s hal ashby movies yeah there's gonna be a type of dad i i mean a history channel dad who also is a TCM dad, mm-hmm. a Turner Classic movie dad. Yeah. You know, and if if you're if you're that dual dad, holdovers might win out over Napoleon. Just because I think all great dads acquiesce to what the rest of the family wants, right? Yes. I mean, in the sense of do you want the last chicken leg? The chi- the last chicken leg goes to the kid. Right. Okay. You know, dads will do that. That seems to me like dad says, let's see Napoleon. And everybody else says holdovers. Most dads will be like, fine, I'll go see holdovers. Do you know what I mean? Instead of fighting for Napoleon. Right. Because they also kind of want to see holdovers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing is like, even if Napoleon's floated, if holdovers is the majority holdovers is going to win. And then you're going to get a lot of people going to see holdovers. So uh, that's why I do feel like Napoleon is maybe going to not have as big of an mm-hmm. opening yeah, because of that. Of it doesn't competition. Yeah. And yes, hunger games again, like we were saying in the last episode, that is the sh- movie you see with your high school friends. That is yes. going to be the late night Friday night movie. Yes, yes, yes. That or Thanksgiving. But I think that's why Hunger Games is being is holding pretty well during the week because, like I said, the college kids are now getting home. They've done all their 
wilding out, going crazy, mm-hmm. you know, in the last weekend before Thanksgiving. And now they're back with their high school friends and they're going to go see something that's nostalgic. Yeah. And yeah. that's where that's going to go. But that's not going to be a family thing. No, no. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think Hunger Games could Hunger Games, you know, we're talking a lot about dads. Is Hunger Games in any way mom's choice this weekend? If they're a YA mom. Which, you know, I mean, think of also the trajectory of this franchise. There are probably a lot of younger moms, you know, moms in their 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And I don't know then at that point, are you taking an eight-year-old kid? But even even no. moms in their even moms in their 40s who the Jennifer Lawrence Hunger Games in those books hit them 10, 15 years ago, you know, when, when you're still able to be into that type of media. So I do think that Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes could be a bit of a mom choice. You know, a mom who in the family has got a, you know, 10 year old plus daughter in the family. I I think that could be, that could be what the mom suggests. And then it becomes a battle of the sexes situation. But I think the moms in the thirties are going, are are going to trolls because those kids are really young. Those kids are really young, but, but yeah, I, I think in a family where you've got a 10 year old and up and you got a mom who's, you know, 30s or or 40 who i think the the jennifer lawrence hunger game and those books probably did catch them at the right time that mom could could be advocating for hunger games dad is saying napoleon um you know and, and we could have we could have a, a real battle on our hands which no i'd love i'd love if if you are in one of those families and you're a listener of this show please Write to us honestly. Break out the iPhone, videotape mm-hmm. it because that would be huge for our social channels. Want to be our senior intern? Christopher would love to run a uh, footage of any kind of uh, parental fight over which movie they're going to see. Yeah, uh, definitely Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. The fights will be exclusively about movies. Yes. I can't yes. imagine anything else there. Anything There's else. nothing else really to fight about right now other yeah. than do we see Hunger Games, Wish, Napoleon? Yeah. Or holdovers. Yes. Yes. Definitely and and yeah, between parents and and their younger probably like college age kids, the thing mm-hmm. they're going to fight about is Napoleon or Hunger Games. Yes. Those are the those are the two sides that mm-hmm. are going to be taken at any family Thanksgiving this weekend. Absolutely, yes. yeah, and it'll get it'll get heated, and it always and does. I, and I think you know names will be tossed back and forth, but it is what it is. That's what's happening in the world right now. You've got Napoleon, mm-hmm. and you've got Hunger Games opening at the same time. Yeah. So. Uh... And don't forget Wish. Speaking of. Yeah, it's complicated. It's very complicated. It's it's very complicated. Do you want to, before we go, Mm -hmm. talk very briefly Mm -hmm. about these Aquaman ticket sale numbers? Well, what do you got? You've been scouring the Reddit. 
So, so I what, wouldn't what do you say scouring at? the Reddit, but I'm seeing a lot of not too good opening sales for this. Now, let me see what the box office pro actually has for its future tracking. If it's on there, I think it is on there. I mean, the first movie, the first movie opened, I was, was a famously leggy movie when it opened in December and it opened to not a crazy number. If I'm remembering like 60 million or something. Oh, uh, the, it definitely legged out. Yeah. The first, the op, the first movie in 2018 opened to 67 million, but then it's second weekend was 52. So an mm -hmm. only 23% drop. And then his third week, it was 31. Obviously it played in that amazing Christmas new year's time frame which is listen that's what this aquaman is going to do but i mean is this aquaman looking to open in the 30s is it is it opening to shazam two numbers so i'm looking at a reddit post that says that the second day of pre-sales blue beetle outsold day on its second day of pre-sales outsold Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, you know, I think though that's not quite apples to apples. I mean, Blue Beetle opened up in the dog days of August. There was less competition for what you're buying up pre-sales for. I mean, right now people are spending their pre-sale money on a lot of big movies this weekend, pre-sale money on Wonka. So, and they're spending pre-sale money on Christmas presents. So I, I mm -hmm. don't know if the pre-sales for Blue Beetle in August, when there was not much else out, are going to be the same as I, I think Aquaman 2 is going to surge more. But but I get it. I get it. But, it's, but, it's, but just yeah. think of this comparison. The Marvels, Billion Dollar Baby. Yes. I mean, Miss, uh, um, what was the first one called? Mrs. Captain Marvel. Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mrs. Marvel you're, was you're the marrying name of the her character off. previously. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, that was the previous name of the character. So it's uh, Captain Marvel. My apologies. Captain Marvel. Billion Dollar Baby. Sequel to a floundering shared universe of superhero properties does maybe less than 200, probably a slam doink to do less than 200 million all in. Oh, for sure. For sure. Aquaman, for sure. a character that is not a popular character. Truly, it is a secondary DC character. It is not Batman. It is not Joker. It's not Superman to whatever level Superman is successful. Why would that not be the case? I mean, listen, why would it not be the same thing? Because also we're seeing that. If it doesn't, you know, like the hardcores are 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 gonna see this, but how many hardcore superhero fans are left? And I, I just think that there's a possibility that this does do Shazam two numbers. Wow. So opening like 30 million dollars. Yeah, uh, I, there's I absolutely no reason why that can't happen. Um, I do think there's a lot of advantages, and we'll we'll talk way more about Aquaman 2 in the coming weeks, but I do think. Aquaman 2 has a lot uh, a lot more going for it than the Marvels did. I mean, Jason Momoa's Aquaman 
even if you say Aquaman historically is a third-rate character, people do like the Jason Momoa Aquaman in a way that they never did the Brie Larson Captain Marvel for whatever reasons. That character was not liked by general audiences in the same way that people just like Jason Momoa as a presence. So I think the character is more liked. But and, and you've got it James was Wong liked. Back to direct. We don't know was. if it's still liked. That is the big issue. Sure, sure. But the, the character world has changed. Dis- but the character was not disliked the way that I do think even when it made a billion dollars, there was some degree of people for again, whatever reason disliking that character at the time i would say general general consensus that wasn't online hatred was that it was a sort of unformed character right because brie larson's brie larson was playing it like a person who was out of time and didn't know who they were and it was hard to make that a captivating character in the first movie. Right. And so that's why people didn't latch on to it the same way you would latch on to, say, a Iron Man, which was pretty defined as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. So Aquaman, I'm telling you, the same reason why Deadpool 3 is not a slam doink, Aquaman 2 is not a slam doink, because times change, generations move on, and we're seeing that sea change, buddy. It's going to do way. And again, we'll get into it more in the coming weeks. It's going to do way less than the first one. I mean, that, that is a, these movies are on the decline for sure. Will it decline at the level that the Marvels did is the question. I don't think so right now. I think again, Aquaman two has more positives for it than the Marvels did, but it's, it's not going to do what the first one did. It's not even going to be close. And, I'm not going to say that this movie is a success because this is the facts, but I think Aquaman two opens lower than black Adam. I mean, black Adam opened to 65 million. And listen, I was saying that for weeks and weeks that that movie was a disaster. I I think you're probably right. Cause the first Aquaman opened at that level, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think there's a good chance of that. Sure. But the difference is the trajectory for the second Aquaman is going to be down, not up. So we're going to see Aquaman open under black Adam and then probably do less domestically. It's very possible. I mean, we'll see when we get close to that movie, but you're right. The, the earliest of tracking numbers or the earliest of pre-sales are not great. They're not. And the fact that this is getting out there is making less people interested because they are say they don't want to be like we said, the stench is already coming off of this movie and people stay away from a stinker. And people want uh, there, there is fully now the uh, public pastime of kicking dirt on the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. You know, people are looking whoever that was on Reddit. They are just looking for things that they could use to go out there and get together with their buddies and make fun of this genre. And obviously that's mm-hmm. not good for Aquaman too. It's not good. No. So I think it's time for us to give our top five predictions. And Pat, are we doing three day or are we doing five day? I think we, we got to do the five days, right? Okay. I think we got to do the five days. So let's do our top five predictions here. Um, would you like to you go, first? go first? 
All right, I'll go first. I mean, number one is going to be, um, it's got to be Wish. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to do, I think it's going to do 62 million. Okay. I think it's, I, I think the rats in their cheese. I went low on trolls and I'm going to learn from that mistake. They got a princess in the lead. And I think that's a better move. So that's number one. Number two in the three day is uh, in the five day is going to be. Um, I think hunger games. Mm-hmm. I think hunger games is going to edge out Napoleon. Hunger Games can make like 33 million in the five day. And then Napoleon probably makes like 30 in the five day. Um, so I go wish one hunger games two, Napoleon three, um, trolls four. And there's a world in which trolls band together. If Napoleon does crater, if the deads, really lose out on that argument with the kids Mm -hmm. and with the moms. Napoleon could open as low as four, but I'll go trolls four. Mm -hmm. And then number five, um, I guess Thanksgiving. Yep. I, there's part of me that wants to say the holdovers jumps out high. Here's something that, I'll throw out there. Is there any chance that next weekend the holdovers ends up higher in the rankings than, than the Marvels? Um, next weekend, this coming weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend. No, no. Does it have enough theaters? There's still, there's still one more weekend before I think the Marvels like sheds a crazy amount of theaters. uh, Marvels is losing, a thousand theaters, but they Jeez. still have 3000 plus. So, cause it would open in a ton of theaters. Um, yeah, I think in the next week or two holdovers are going to pull ahead of the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I more could do something like a $6 million five day. It, it, it's cratering. So, uh, that's my top five. Clayton, what is your top five? Yeah, I mean, slam, doink, wish, but I'm going to go 50 on this. I'm okay. going to say in the five-day, it does make more than the Marvels did in its three-day. Mm-hmm. But I am not excited about this. I feel like if this was if this had come out after Trolls underperforms or a few weekends after Trolls, I'd put this higher. But I think Trolls looks like more fun. If I'm a little kid, I want to see Trolls. Okay. I don't want to see Wish. Okay. So that's why I'm going to say Wish is going to do 50 in the five day. I agree. I think Hunger Games is going to get a lot of those high school friends hanging out, going to see this movie. So I'm going to say that makes, I think it's going to make like 30, 31. Okay. So that makes 31. I'm going to do it. I think Trolls Band Together is going to be number three. Wow. So you're you're thinking Napoleon is – the dads are I'm, so screwed. 
I think it's all going to be very close, but I think, you know, the, the one thing about this is that it's got the, it's got the premium screens, Mm. which is huge, but we saw something like the creator and I get, you know, listen, apples to orange situation, but it had the IMAX screens and it didn't necessarily capitalize on it. I think if, if people want to see it, they want to see it. And Mm. I think no, Napoleon is going to lose out in that conversation that, fraught conversation this this week yeah and so yeah. i'm gonna go napoleon number four and i'm gonna say it makes 24 okay and then i'm gonna say thanksgiving i'm gonna say yeah. number five slam doink thanksgiving yeah yeah this is a movie that the gore hounds the goreheads you know they're gonna go see we're seeing it tomorrow this is a movie that I don't know if people rushed out to see because of their busy, hectic schedules, but I think there's going to be plenty of gorehounds feasting on blood, and the word of mouth on this thing is insane. So that is my top five. But you know what? I think you know we got Saltburn opening uh, wide as well. Mm. I don't think it's going to do as much as the holdovers. I don't think so either. I mean... If they're in the same amount of theaters, maybe because it's Saltburn's first real weekend, it makes a little more. But mm-hmm. that movie is gonna just come and go for sure. And the the hold, I, I, I'm I'm putting money on the holdovers to really stick around, make money week after week after week for these next couple of months. I think if that movie could could do all right and stick around then into the Christmas corridor. I, I think that's a, a, an art house movie that could get itself to 30, maybe $40 million in January. I definitely think I'm, that's a movie that's going to play to a, a real wide audience. And that'll be, you know, it's going to be a big end of the year for a pig virus. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So I think we've done it here, Clayton. So Email us, of course, your predictions for this weekend, what you're seeing. Email us, you know, take a stand, pick a side, Napoleon or the Hunger Games. Let us know which side you support. Email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on social media. Want to be senior intern Christopher killing it with the social media videos on Twitter X on TikTok, on YouTube. He's also putting clips on YouTube. And of course, we are YouTubers. If you haven't been following us on YouTube, we you're missing out. You're not getting the whole story because we are doing web-exclusive content. We're doing the After B.O. Show only on our YouTube channel. So go to the B.O. Boys YouTube for the After Show, for clips, full episodes, a lot going on. It's a real party over at YouTube. Follow us on Substack, Wannabeo Junior Intern Jack, writing articles now for the B.O. Boys Substack. Link in the show notes if you haven't His already. His weekend preview. His weekend preview is up now. It's up right now. So subscribe to our Substack. You get that email in your box twice a week with the writings of Wannabeo Junior Intern Jack. And give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And that's it. I think we've done it, Clayton. Pat, I can't think of anything we could possibly add to that. No, nothing. Except for, until next time. 
will smell you at the box. Oh.